Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Real Vision's Crypto Seismic. I'm Ash Bennington. My guest today is Mark Lamb, CEO of CoinFlex, to talk about what's been happening, the challenges CoinFlex has faced these last several weeks. For transparency, I should mention first, Leslie Lamb is the chief marketing officer of CoinFlex and is a frequent contributor on Real Vision's Crypto Unwrapped, a show on this platform. She is also Mark's spouse. Second, Real Vision has no commercial relationships with CoinFlex. I should say, I don't and have never invested in any CoinFlex tokens, and I'm not, nor have I ever been a CoinFlex user. Mark, with all that said, Let's jump right in. This is a critical story that is right at the center of the crypto space right now. Your shop, CoinFlex, froze redemptions beginning June 23rd. That's fancy Wall Street speak for clients can't withdraw money. Mark, in your own words, what happened and what's the current status at CoinFlex right now? Yeah, the status right now is that withdrawals are still frozen. Um, we are in active conversations with a number of different parties, um, depositors, uh, distressed debt buyers, and potential equity investors, uh, including existing and new equity investors, uh, in, res in basically in talks about best ways to resolve this problem. Um, the, the primary and ideal solution still appears to be a selling out of the RV USD tokens that we are we are uh, looking to issue uh, and have not issued yet, but we are looking to issue them. Um, we do have significant interest in that in that token, so we have significant interest in that token. We are aiming to resolve this matter as soon as possible. Uh, the goal is to have full withdrawals available to customers um, as soon as possible via via the the solutions that we're looking at. So redemptions are currently still frozen right now. That's correct. Let's walk through uh, some of the context around this. I wanted to read through a couple of statements. Uh, first, Mark, you tweeted, quote, Roger Ver owes CoinFlex 47 million USDC. That's the USDC stablecoin. Uh, we have written contract with him, obligating him to personally guarantee any negative liquidity on his CoinFlex account and top up margin regularly. He has been in default of this agreement and we have served a notice of default. You tweeted that uh, three days ago on June 23rd at 1.11 p.m. This was perhaps in response to Roger Ver's tweet on June 28th at 12.34 Eastern time. Quote, recently some rumors have been spreading that I have defaulted on a debt to a counterparty. These rumors are false. Not only do I not have a debt to this counterparty, but this counterparty owes me a substantial sum of money, and I am currently seeking the return of my funds. Furthermore, in an email to MarketWatch, Ver also said, I stand by my original tweet. I'll make more information to the, available to the public as soon as possible. Revision has reached out to Mr. Ver for comment on this. 
Uh, Mark, give us a little bit of a context around what's happened here. You talked about on your blog that there was a significant customer default, but you did not mention Mr. Ver by name. Give us the background on what's happening. Yeah, so we wanted to uh, protect the customer's privacy initially. Um, that being said, when it did seem apparent that he was uh, uh, effectively rejecting the claim that uh, you know privately to, to people uh, that that this debt was his, we had to make it clear to the public uh, our stance on the matter and and you know the clarity around the debt. And so that has been, I think that's actually been useful in um, our discussions with potential investors, both both debt and and otherwise. And that has also, um, you know, resulted in in more parties coming forth as potential uh, investors in in the the, the token and uh, and otherwise. So I also wanted to read to just frame up a little bit of context on what caused uh, this. To begin with, so on the blog post, there's a, a post on this is the CoinFlex blog uh, written by you or your team. And the quote is, in this case, the individual had a non-liquidation recourse account. This condition required the individual to pledge stringent personal guarantees around equity and margin calls in exchange for not being liquidated. In other words, his position won't be liquidated if it falls below the margin requirements. I know this is a difficult question, Mark, but why would an exchange operate so close to its risk limits that a single individual defaulting on a margin call would force you to suspend redemptions of other customers? Yeah, that's a great question. And before I answer that question, I, I do want to say that um, we are going to be reworking our margining uh, rules and and contracts after this, such that there's no accounts uh, that have manual margin agreements. Um, this is something that most exchanges do. They have uh, uh, non-liquidation accounts that are institutional customers or large whale customers. Um, this is something that is commonplace not only in crypto but also in the traditional financial industry. And although it's common. Although it may be commonplace, it's still not something we should be doing going forward. It's it's in hindsight uh, we would not have done it, you know, in the past. Um, the reason the reason for an account like this, the reason for an arrangement like this, is it enables the customer to trade, um, you know, with 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 more confidence that they will not be liquidated and keep cash on the sidelines, enable to in in order to fund those liquidations. Without having to worry that their ability to meet those margin calls uh, won't be hindered by the fact that they might be asleep, and you know every uh, every previous margin call was promptly met. So you know this is this this customer's longtime customer of Coinflex. Um, every prior margin call was met. You know there's there's a lot of clarity around this situation. Um, the goal now is just to make depositors whole. And that's what we're spending every, um, you know, every, every moment working on. Uh, we have external advisors uh, helping us both on the legal side and also on the recruitment of buyer side, the, the fundraising side. Um, and we're, we're we're just working through the process there in 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 getting this built. 
So let's move on to the proposed solution, uh, the new investors that you're talking about. So let's discuss this in some detail here. What is RVUSD? I read the white paper online. Perhaps you can explain uh, some of the conditions or terms in that. There are a few different uh, frameworks that you guys have written about. There's a primary exit mechanism, an additional exit mechanism, and a series of incentives, early subscriber incentives, and flex component incentives. It's obviously a bit of a complex structure. Walk us through first of all, what the goal of that token is, and second, what some of the parameters that you describe in the white paper are. Yeah, absolutely. So I will describe that. I also want to make it clear to the listeners that that white paper is a draft, and um, there will definitely be changes to that draft before the token um, goes live for issuances. We are, we are you know, in conversations with the buyers that will represent the majority uh, of of purchasing power in this in this token, and so we're finalizing the terms with them. But I'll but for purposes of of discussion, I'll talk Mark, about. Mark, since you, uh, since you mentioned that, let me ask you this: Is it correct to say uh, that your ability to make investors whole is predicated on this token raise being successful? No, uh, there are other solutions as well that would make investors whole. So it's not the only solution we have available to us. Uh, uh, we're, we're looking at numerous solutions there. And, and by far above all else, the priority is making depositors whole. Um, that comes in, in front of everything else. And so you know we're going to do everything we can to make sure that happens, whether it's with this token or with a different type of solution. So what's the current status of the RV USD token right now? Where are you in terms of dollar terms in the raise? How close are you to meeting the goal? And how close are you to ultimately closing that draft uh, so that it can be executed? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, a, lot of, a lot of customers have expressed interest in getting an exact dollar figure. And while I do have some rough estimates in my head, it's tricky to give an exact an exact figure because we're still finalizing the terms, and so um, I don't want to misstate any facts. I want to just stick to the facts and give the public as much transparency on this as possible. I think we have uh, a group of buyers that represent the majority of of the issuance of this token, um, maybe even significantly more than the majority. But the key thing with that group is. Um, coming to terms that will work for everyone uh, around around the exact mechanics of that. So we're we're close on this. We're um, we're talking not only to that group, but also uh, new investors and and other uh, potential you know solutions to this. But the you know the good thing is we have a large group of people interested in this. We have a, a, a clear path to resolution if we can uh, if we can get to terms with this this group. And I, I'm very confident we can do that. Mark, let's talk about the nature of the hole that you guys are trying to fill. Give us a sense of where you are in terms of your capital positions and where that is relative to your obligations to depositors. I, I can't comment on those specific figures at this point in time. Um, but what I will say is that our goal is to be completely transparent with that information. Um, at a bare minimum, after this is resolved, um, 
if we can do it during resolution, we will. Um, we we are making that information clear to some of the third parties we're talking to, um, you know, that are that are key anchor stakeholders in all of this. And so, yeah, the the goal the goal is to make depositors whole and then come back and and aim to emerge as one of the most transparent exchanges. You know, there there are a lot of exchanges that do this activity. There's also a lot of lending desks and yield platforms. Um, and 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 other types of businesses that are um, either doing unsecured lending or they're giving manual margin or they're doing other types of activities. We want to be in such a position where we can say, look, if you don't trust the numbers we're giving, if you don't trust the balances on the database, you can check with an external auditing firm. You can see all the futures positions. You can see all the margin backing those futures positions. You can see all the balances backing those spot assets and you can check that we're you know in a in a 100% healthy state 24/7 365 that's our goal we have an auditing firm in mind they've already integrated with the bulk of our technology stack and after this we weren't thinking we were going to be working on this project to the degree that we are going to be working on it now but now that this has happened we know that we're going to be making pretty much every bit of relevant uh open interest and margin backing data available to the public so that we can not only regain trust from making depositors whole, but so that we can we can become, you know, one of the most trusted venues. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mark, it sounds like you've given a great deal of thought to how to improve the platform in the future. And we appreciate you being with us here today to discuss this. I know this must be an incredibly chaotic time for you. But I'm sure there are investors listening, and they will want to know, why can't you discuss the nature of the whole uh, and where we are relative to making depositors whole? And what should investors take from the fact that you can't comment on that right now? Yeah, that's that's a fair question. I think... Um, with these matters... What I'll say is that most companies aim to give no information. They're not doing press interviews. They're giving very limited tweets. And, and everything is heavy, heavily caveated with lawyers. Our lawyers, um, our lawyers understand my stance, which is that uh, to the extent possible, we want to give as much information and do uh, as many public statements and as much transparency as possible. And so... They've worked on, you know, the framework that enables uh, me and and CoinFlex to operate that way. I think it's a very different way to a lot of companies that have uh, this type of financial stress from this type of market condition, where there's not only a price pullback but a credit pullback at the same time. Um, that being said, I don't want to give I don't want to give that as an excuse for why we can't give exact numbers at this point in time. Instead, what I'll just say is. You know, we're working on getting all of the exact numbers uh, out there into the public 
to the to as much degree as we possibly can. Um, and it, if there is something we haven't made public at this point in time, we'd like to make it public uh, at a future point in time, where that future point is as soon as possible. The 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 priority is, uh, you know, talking to buyers of these tokens and and investors in the business um, above above that. But that that transparency is also going to aid us in in recovering from this situation uh, in a really successful way. You mentioned that you can't give exact numbers at this time. Can you give approximate numbers? Is there a way to put an estimate or a framework around approximately where those capital positions are relative to depositor demand? No, I, 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 I'm not able to, at this point, give the information you're looking for. I know it's extremely valuable information. So, so let's talk a little bit about the token itself. Uh, in the white paper, it describes a 20% APR. Where is that uh, yield coming from? Where is that coming from on a cash flow basis? I ask this question because one of the things that's been discussed quite frequently in the space right now with, the, for example, the gating of Celsius is these very high rates of return, uh, particularly relative to anything that we see, uh, for example, on 10-year treasuries. Where does that 20% return come from uh, that you guys are going to pay investors on RVUSD? Yeah, so that's um, that's paid in kind. That's an increase in the obligation related to uh, a successful recovery of funds from RVUSD. And what that means is, obviously, um, that's going to be pursued as part of uh, recovering these funds. The, uh, the interest and principal will both be pursued. Um, that's that's effectively where the interest was coming from. We're not looking to hide uh, any any aspect of this, including including where the interest is coming from. So a term of art here, payment in kind, sometimes called PIK or in specie payment, is effectively debt that pays back other securities rather than cash or cash equivalent securities, or I would imagine in this space, Bitcoin. So effectively what you're saying is the 20% APR on that is going to be paid in new Flex, uh, flex RV USD tokens or in flex tokens? Could you in new RV USD, in new RV USD tokens, yeah. So the RV USD tokens will pay interest in RV USD tokens? Correct. Um, you know, obviously, we should probably talk a little bit about some of the market implications for this. I think we have a chart that we can show right now of, of Flex USD. Obviously, this is a, a very difficult chart for investors to look at, uh, and I'm sure a difficult chart for you to see when you see these significant steep declines in the value of the Flex USD token. Does it give you any concern about your ability to raise new capital with a new token that pays in kind? I think the the buyers of this token are very aware of the details of uh, a claim, which is an asset, which is backing, which is which is related to this token. And I think um, the relation there uh, is critical, and the buyers are ultimately buying into a successful payout. And so that payout, I think, is very achievable. Um, the grounds for it are clear, and we're just focused on on raising these funds so we can restore all depositors' uh, confidence and 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 capital to them. 
Mark, you said you've, you're talking to uh, investors about the RVUSD token and also potential other mechanisms for raising funds. Can you give us some color or context about who those investors might be? For example, are they institutional investors? Are, are they financial institutions? Are they hedge funds? What types of folks are you talking to right now? Yeah, so we've talked to people in the distressed debt industry. We've talked to people in the crypto industry. Um, we've talked to uh, other other crypto businesses and other traditional businesses. Um, I think we've also we've also talked to our existing depositors, our existing investors, and potential new investors. So we're talking to a pretty broad swath of uh, different types of capital, um, and that's actually been really helpful in getting a sense of where the flexibility is, um, where the appetite is, and also the due diligence that some of those investors have done. Um, they have been very gracious in letting us share that due diligence uh, with other types of investors. And so that's also been useful. Um, we've gained a lot of information from this process. Uh, we're continuing to gain information from this process. And uh, all of these things ultimately are just aiding our, our, our process and our ability to, to raise these, this capital. Um, so we're going to continue. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a very difficult time for our customers. And, um, if you're, if you're a customer of CoinFlex, uh, right now, I, I just want to say that, you know, this is not a situation we ever wanted to be in. Um, I deeply regret this happened. I, I think um, I can just, I, you know, my promise to you is that we were going to do everything in our power to, rep, to fix the situation. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a situation we know that once we, once we get out of this situation, we're never going to be in because I think uh, the amount of information and knowledge we've learned from this is enormous. And the, you know, the good thing about, um, the good thing about having gone through it is you're only going to go through it once. It's it's something where the the solution to it is is extremely crystal clear, and we can uh, we can we can fix it in a way that that uh, is permanent. How would you characterize the progress you're making on that process right now? Would you say uh, is it reasonable and fair to say that you are close to getting this round fully subscribed? How would you characterize the conversations you're having with investors with regard to filling this round? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, I think our customers and investors and everyone, the public, wants to wants to know what the facts are. And so saying that we're close to raising is subjective. It's, uh, it's at the end of the day, subjective. So I don't want to make a statement like that. What I would say is each day I'm feeling more confident. Um, each day I'm learning more things, getting connected to more people. Um, each day more people are learning more things that will help them make educated and informed decisions on their capital. And we are going to continue to, uh, act with the best best uh, representative interests of our customers and other stakeholders, but customers above all else. And we're going to continue to try to resolve this situation as fast as possible. Um, you know, again, each day I'm more confident that we're going to get to a, a really positive solution for our depositors where they can withdraw their funds. But 
but um, are we close? You know, it's it's a subjective thing. I don't want to I don't want to give that promise. So let's talk about that potential resolution. You mentioned earlier that there could be some changes to the current white paper that it's just a draft. What do you anticipate those changes might be? Are there particular pressure points or pain points that you're hearing from investors? Or is there any other sense of what might change? Yeah, so um, there's a few different toggle points on, on, that, um, on that token. There's a few different toggle points. And so, and, and so we're looking at all those different, uh, things that could be tweaked. Um, it's the sort of thing where I'm very confident that there is something that works for everyone. And it's, you know, it's not like those negotiations are likely to, uh, you know, break the process or anything. But, uh, but the key thing is finding something where everyone is a winner. And everyone can, um, you know, the, the degree that to, to which people are, you know, going to stomach something that is, is risky for them, they're getting compensated for that risk. So I think um, that's effectively where we're at, is just figuring out the best compensation for risk for the folks that are taking risk on buying this token. So let's talk a little bit about that, the compensation for risk, with the caveat, as you say, that this is a draft uh, and that this is something that has many toggle points, meaning there's a lot of complexity in the exact way that this is being structured. But make the case for us for why investors should invest in the RVUSD token. What's the potential upside for them? What are some of the risks that are positioned against that upside? How do you generally see the overall description of that particular token and why it would be appealing to investors in the first place. Yeah, sure. So if it's sold at par, you're getting your money back plus interest. If it's sold at a discount to par, you're obviously getting uh, for whatever put whatever dollars you put in, you're getting one dollar back plus interest on that notional one dollar value. Um, additionally, uh, there is a there is an award of flex coins. That would be going to the investors in this token, um, and we're looking at other other ways to. Well, what uh, are flex to, coins, Mark? For those who may not so, know. Yeah, so flex coins is our exchange token, um, similar in many ways in structure to a BNB. Um, we take a percentage of revenues and profits and buy and burn flex coin. We also take a percentage of those and pay it to the the flex coin DAO, um, and so. Really, this is sort of the coin that drives all the activity on CoinFlex. Majority of traders use FlexCoin to pay trading fees. So it is something where uh, the more trading volume there is on CoinFlex, the more uh, the, the more Flex coins are consumed by the market. And it's the sort of situation where uh, if, if you're a believer not only in a re re recovery, um, but also in a CoinFlex recovery, i.e. we're able to... Um, make all the depositors whole and also go further than that and become a pioneer on transparency um then you know that flex bonus effectively is uh is it could be quite enticing to to these rvusd buyers so really it's you know it's a combination of both recovery um you know any discount to par uh gets gets converged to par the interest um, and the flex coins are the kind of key components that make this something that's attractive to buyers. Have you disclosed or yet published the goal for this subscription in terms of size? What's the total 
dollar value number you're looking to raise right now? Yeah, we'll we'll probably make that that goal public um, next week. You know, our goal is to make the subscription portal uh, public next week, as well as um, you know, obtain those you know have those commitments and terms be finalized, such that 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 majority group that is very interested um, can can uh, deploy that capital onto that portal. Have you publicly disclosed a potential range for that number is just so that we have a sense uh, of where it is, particularly relative uh, to the outstanding $47 million uh, from the from the customer that you mentioned? Is it more? Is it less? Is it approximately the same? We haven't disclosed that yet, but we will be we will be disclosing that um, next week, along with um, other 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 disclosures around around how this is progressing as as this progresses. Has there been any thought given to what happens if you cannot do this raise and cannot meet the number that you're looking uh, that you're going to disclose hopefully next week? Uh, are there other potential solutions? You mentioned that you had other potential solutions. What's the potential risk and downside if this raise doesn't take place? Yeah, of course. So we have given that thought. We are focused on um, all of the solutions that make depositors whole. There are, there are several other of them available. I don't have a lot of details on those solutions right now, um, but we are, you know, we are working on all of the angles right now. And really, the team the team is solely focused on um, all of these solutions. So I, I also, you know, want to take thank my co-founder uh, Sudu and and you know our entire team. Uh, they've been executing spectacularly during this time. Um, they've they've had a very difficult job. This is this is not an easy time, but uh, but they've done extremely well at at just executing with uh, with with a laser focus and and you know, helping us to get this job done. Can you give any color or context around what the general headings for those categories might be? For example, are you selling, uh, attempting to raise equity capital? Or are you attempting to raise debt capital? Any characterization at all about what some of those other solutions, those plan B solutions might be? Yeah, I mean, raising equity capital. Um, the, the, the debt is primarily... Um, in the form of this, the debt we're looking at primarily in the form of RVUSD or other mechanisms that um, might might be similar to RVUSD legally, uh, you know, in, in terms of if there was a single buyer that wanted to buy uh, the entirety of the debt. And, and, you know, we have been approached by a buyer that wants to buy the entirety of the debt, um, you know, and, and we're continuing to talk to many different buyers on all this. So, um, we're 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 progressing on all angles uh, with a lot of different flexibility on the uh, the different solutions here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want you to read a quote uh, from the blog, 
quote, we are still targeting withdrawals for Thursday, June 30, 2022. Obviously, that deadline has not been met. We're recording here on July 1st. But you go on to say, however, this will be subject to receiving funds pursuant to the RVUSD issuance. If the RVUSD token issuance is fully subscribed, CoinFlex will re-enable withdrawals and restore the platform to full functionality in an orderly manner. Obviously, the date hasn't been met, uh, but other than the date, Mark, are the other characterizations that you make in, in that uh, the dependency on a full subscription to RVUSD being the key metric or key marker that you're trying to meet in order to restore the full functionality and the capacity of investors, depositors to take redemptions? Are the other characterizations you made in that still uh, basically tr- broadly correct, or would you amend that statement now? No, I think uh, I would amend it. There, there are solutions where we don't raise the full amount, and we are still able to uh, uh, enable withdrawals. So, we we are focused on enabling withdrawals, whether it's through pure RVOSD, a hybrid solution, raising the full amount, raising less than the full amount. Um, the 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 key thing here is, you know, getting to the numbers that make sense, getting to uh, you know, a, a full resumption of withdrawals, and uh, you know, continuing to to talk with the uh, the parties that are interested in that. So, so those update that update uh, to the statement, as I understand it, is essentially you're saying when you made that statement, you had the uh, the RVUSD token as the sole mechanism to restoring functionality, and now you're saying you have additional mechanisms that you're pursuing in terms of capital raises to try and make investors whole. Or have I misunderstood that? Uh, your understanding is correct. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the operations side. Um, I, I believe that you reported last week also on the blog, uh, the trading of spot coins and perpetual swaps has been halted. Uh, is that also uh, still the case? No, we didn't report that. Uh, trading is is continuing. Actually, I believe that that came from, uh, I, I should correct myself, that came from a report uh, from Coindesk uh, that spot and perpetual swaps had been halted. Uh, but you're saying that trading is now ongoing and continuing on the platform. Correct. Trading uh, was not halted. Trading well, of flex if, coins was halted, but trading of everything else has not been halted. Trading of flex coins was halted and that's now resumed? No, that has not resumed yet. We're aiming to resume that as soon as possible as well. Um, I know one of the questions that's uh, been that I've heard uh, from some of uh, the folks uh, here internally at Real Vision. We talk about this issue uh, is the question of whether you have spoken to anyone at FTX uh, or Sam Bankman-Fried personally uh, about potentially coming in. Obviously, there have been a lot of stories about him making investments in the space right now. Yeah, I think generally I don't want to comment on who we're speaking to. Um, it it's just I think it's easier for. The parties we're speaking to, if 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 we don't comment on who who they are, Mark, I know this is a difficult time for the investors in the space. It's also a difficult time for the management team. We've covered a lot of ground here. I appreciate you being forthcoming on these questions. Is there anything else that I haven't asked that you think is important to tell investors and people in the crypto space more generally? I think a lot of people right now are terrified that crypto is getting flushed out and uh, liquidations are causing extreme amounts of forced selling. I've been in crypto for nine years, um, almost 10 years now. I, uh, my plan is to be in crypto another 10 years. 
And um, I think there are a lot of people who are worried that this is the end or are, you know, selling their coins or giving up on crypto um, because of that belief. You know, regardless of where crypto goes, um, maybe we have a multi-year bear market and goes a lot lower. The the fundamental invention here is never going away. And uh, I truly believe this is the bleeding edge of finance. This is uh, this is this is the cutting edge. This is where the innovation is happening. Um, this is where uh, finance is going to learn from and adapt to and evolve into as as we go forth into the, this coming century. Um, it it's typical in every cycle that people get overly exuberant, um, and it's also typical in every. Uh, downturn that ever, people get overly despondent and and despairing. Um, I, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, given that we've halted withdrawals, I'm not really in a comp, uh, position to give these kind of uh, confident and encouraging words. But I do want to just say, my faith in crypto hasn't been shaken. Um, in fact, my faith in CoinFlex hasn't been shaken. My 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 confidence in our team has only increased as I've seen. Uh, and worked with them to to resolve uh, these problems. So, I think it's going to be a long road ahead, both for CoinFlex and for crypto. Um, there were a number of issues, uh, both within you know within our business around manual around uh, you know non liquidation accounts, and also in the wider industry around un, un, uncollateralized debt and under uncollateralized lending. You know, and and it's going to take time each cycle to clean up those issues and and wipe out those issues we are not going anywhere you know we are we are working day and night on this on this issue we are making ourselves available to you the public uh to to you know answer answer you know for us to answer questions through ash and and through this channel um we don't want to uh uh do anything with our time other than fix this. And we are very confident that there is huge appetite um, for fixing this issue. Um, and so that's what I, you know, that's what I would say to the broader crypto community is, is not only with CoinFlex, but I think in the broader space, there's a huge appetite for the products that we collectively have all built. Uh, there's a huge appetite in the broader space for Many of the coins and DeFi apps and and uh, businesses that have been built here, and a there's going to be a lot. There has been a lot of washing out. There probably will still be a lot of washing out, but uh, you know the the space will carry on through it all. It's it's really uh, in, invincible and and cannot be destroyed. Uh, crypto crypto that is. Uh, let me ask you this: You mentioned the public. Are the public able to buy the RVUSD tokens, or is this something that you're doing as a private offering just to investors? Yeah, so it'll be available to uh, sophisticated non-US users of the CoinFlex platform. Um, the minimum uh, for buying it at the issuance will be $100,000, and um, you know we we will we will aim to make it as widely available as possible. Um, I I you know I do think there's there's appetite for it, um, not just amongst the people we're speaking to, but potentially uh, customers we don't even we aren't even aware of, and and the general public at large. So. 
So as we come to the, near the end of this conversation, Mark, obviously depositors have experienced significant pain. It is an incredibly painful experience uh, for anyone who has redemptions frozen. What would you say to them and what should they be looking for over the next several days or weeks as this continues to unfold? Yeah, I would say that continue to uh, stay, stay, keep, have an avid eye on our blog, our our Twitter, um, our Telegram channel. Although it's it's very full of um, users right now, uh, so it, it might not be the easiest way to to stay updated. But but please keep an eye out for updates. We will update you guys as frequently as we are able to. Um, and we are going to resolve this as fast as we can. We are aiming for a really quick resolution. We are aiming for um, tangible announcements next week. Uh, if, if we can resolve it next week, we will. You know, we're we're not going to delay. And the the sooner this is fully resolved, full resolution, uh, the better. So we're we're doing everything we can. We'll keep everyone posted. Um, we're hoping for a tangible announcement next week, and we're going to continue to uh, you know, spend every moment working on this. Yeah. Anything else that you would say to them more generally as they go through this difficult time? Yeah, I would say um, thank you for your patience. I am uh, on a personal level in the same boat. All my funds are on CoinFlex. Um, I, I am... I'm not saying that because I'm looking for sympathy. Um, I'm I'm just saying that, you know, to make it clear that I'm in the same boat as you, and um, we we want to we want to be very clear that we do understand the urgency of this situation. You know, it it might seem like it might seem at times like we don't. It might seem at times like uh, we don't know how important these funds are to you um i can i can promise you with everything that we we understand how much it means to you and we're going to take that extremely seriously and we're going to do everything we can to fight for that so um yeah thank you for your patience um we are going to continue to keep you updated and uh we're looking forward to having this resolved uh, finally, we appreciate you coming on the platform here, Mark, with us to discuss this. Many CEOs in your position <clears throat> hunker down in a bunker with their lawyers. You agreed to do this interview with no preconditions uh, or question restrictions. We appreciate that. Final thoughts, key takeaways from this conversation at this very difficult time for you and for CoinFlex depositors. What key takeaways would you like to leave them with? I think everything I just said um, is is the key takeaway. Um, we we are going to continue to update all the information we have as 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 it becomes available, and we're going to continue to you know spend all of our time focusing on a solution. We've got we've got some great external folks, great great external firms, uh, both on the legal and advisory side, working on this. Um, you know, there's there's some people who think that just because it's it's primarily me giving the updates. You know, it's it's just me working on the solution. Uh, I can I can guarantee you that's not the case. Um, and 
we're confident in our team, our external advisors, and um, you know the, the folks we're talking to on the capital side. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue along the same path that we've been on, um, and and we're gonna update everyone once that path comes to a resolution. Mark Lamb, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everyone. Mm -hmm.